And uh, we need to be excited this morning for the Lord. Uh, Psalm 150, once you found that, if you would stand uh, for the reading of God's Word, if you're so able. Good to see Miss uh, Rose Okai in service today. She, is, uh, she had sol- shoulder surgery. This is a six to eight week recovery. And uh, she asked me to do this. She asked for me to... No, she didn't. I'm teasing. Uh, but uh, pray, pray for her uh, that she will get all the way better. Uh, her right arm is, is pretty much immobilized for the next several weeks. And um, I've been praying for her every day. And I hope you'll join me in praying for her that she'll make a full recovery and uh, the, the pain will subside. It sounds like she's in quite a bit of pain, uh, just constant pain. And the pain will subside and she'll be able to get back to a normal cadence and rhythm of life. All right, let's read responsibly verse 1 down through verse 6. I'll begin in verse 1. We'll begin together in verse 2. The Bible says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Ready? Together. Verse 2. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Together, verse 6, Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Let's pray. Uh, The title of the sermon this morning is this, A Heart That Praises. A Heart That Praises. You cannot have a heart for God without praising God. If your heart is bent toward God, then you cannot help but praise the Lord. Let's pray. God, help us today as we look at an abundance of Scripture. And uh, Lord, we do our best to have the uh, fire of praise kindled and stirred in our heart. And Lord, those fans, uh, the, the, fl- the flames fanned and our hearts encouraged. And Lord, may we leave here today committed with a plan in place to praise you each and every day that we live. May praise leap out of our heart through our lips, and Lord, may praise be a regular definer of who we are. Give us a heart for you, Lord, and give us a heart that sings and shouts those praises. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, the most repeated command in Scripture is to praise the Lord. It is the most repeated command, and it's not even close. In fact, it is uh, it, 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 the command is given in Scripture over 250 times, 250 times plus, we are commanded to praise the Lord. Throughout the message this morning, we're going to look at a good number of those verses and understand the importance of praising our Lord and praising our God. Now listen to me this morning, a person who is passionate about God cannot help but praise God. Um, it is as natural as breathing air. If you love God, and, and that love of God is a passionate love, and it's deep down in your soul, then, uh, uh, then, then praising God just exudes from your pores. It jumps from your lips. It is as natural as a human uh, being breathing air. It is the natural response of a heart of deep love for God. It is the response to a heart that is full with the love of of God. So let's jump right in this morning and look at four thoughts on this concept of a heart that praises God. Here we go. Thought number one, point number one. Notice the reasons we praise God. The reasons we praise God. Psalm chapter 18 and verse 3. The Bible says, I will call upon the Lord, listen here, who is worthy to be praised. Who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemy. The number one reason why we praise the Lord is because He's worthy 
to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. Now, the truth is that mankind is made in the image and likeness of God. And uh, uh, the book of Proverbs tells us that every man shall proclaim his own glory, but a faithful man who can find. Men, especially men, are really good at seeking forth praise and fishing for compliments and looking to be lifted up and honored and revered. Men love it when someone toots their horn and, and, and points out the good that they did. Uh, that is a, a characteristic of uh, especially of men, but of mankind as a whole. Where do we get that? We get that from a God who uh, desires our praise and craves our praise and, and, and desires to hear us praise Him and elevate His name and, and shout out that glory. Listen, where does that come from? That comes from a God who is worthy and deserving of that praise. The very courtrooms that He lives in are called praise. There are creatures who have been created who sit in His presence and praise Him 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 and a quarter days a year. He is praised constantly. And listen, that God is not on some ego trip. God gets that praise because He is worthy of that praise. He is worthy of that praise. Why is it that we praise God? Notice letter A, for His flawless character. For His flawless character. Now, I'm not going to have you turn to every one of these passages this morning because I'd have you turning and it would take us till 2 p.m. to get through the whole message. And so a lot of these, I'm just going to fire off at you real quick. But you're already in Psalm 150. Look at verse number 1. The Bible says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His Power. Listen, uh, the very world that's been created is a sanctuary uh, for God, for praise to be lifted forth to Him, and we praise Him because of His power. His power comes from the fact that He is perfect. His, 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 uh, the fact that He's perfect comes from the fact that He is perfect character. Psalm chapter uh, number 7, verse number 17 says, I will praise the Lord according to His righteousness, and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Psalm 35, 28, and my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. Psalm 99, 3, let them praise thy great and terrible or terrific name for it is holy. It is holy. Psalm 104, verse 35, Let the sinners be consumed out of the earth, and let the wicked be no more. But thou, the Lord, O my soul, uh, uh, bless thou the Lord, O my soul, bless ye the Lord. Psalm 119, verse 7 says, I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgment. And Psalm 145, verse 3 says, Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. I love this verse here. It says, And his greatness is unsearchable. His greatness is unsearchable. Listen, as you get to know the flawless character of God, one thing will be, and that will be, you will be amazed at how God is flawless. He's perfect. He's without error. He's without sin. He never has ever done wrong. He is perfect in every way. And the deeper you get to know the character of God, you will not be able to do anything but praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. His character is perfect. Again, the psalmist said, he said, we praise the Lord because He is holy. He is holy. You know, as I get into the presence of God and I match up my heart and my life up against the, the life of God and I match my flawed character up against the flawless character of God, I have to take a step back and say, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. I love what the psalmist said. He said, uh, uh, I will praise thee with the rightness of heart. Listen, when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I look at my 
inability to judge perfectly in every situation. And, and, and I look at the fact that my judgments are flawed. And then I look at God and I see that every judgment He makes is perfect. I look back over my own life, uh, 38 years of living now, and I see how God has corrected me and He's made judgments in my favor and sometimes against me. And I back up and I say this, God, You get it right every single time. Your judgments are perfect and I cannot help but bless Your name. I cannot help but praise You because Your character is flawless. Letter A, we see uh, the reasons why we praise God. We see His flawless character. Letter B, for His marvelous creation. His marvelous creation. Look down with me at Psalm 150 and look at verse number 2. The Bible says, Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Turn over to Psalm 147. 147 and look at verse 5. What mighty acts did God perform? Well, the very first acts that God performed here on this planet was the creation of it. Genesis account tells us that God created the heaven and earth in six literal days. And he sat from his perch in heaven and he spoke the world's into existence and uh, all of the all of the awesomeness of science, all of the complexities of science that mankind are still trying to wrap their mind and heart around and still trying to figure out and learn. God is so incredibly awesome that he created everything from nothing. He spoke the world into existence. His creations are marvelous. And listen, God created the stars in the sky and, and then he had some fun with it. He reached down with those stars and he stretched them out. He stretched out the heavens. Look at Psalm 147 and look at verse number 5. The Bible says, Great is our Lord and great power. His understanding is infinite. Listen, our, our understanding of science is finite. Uh, God's understanding of science is infinite. He is the creator of all things science. Look at uh, verse number 6 there. The Lord lifteth up the meek. He casteth the wicked down to the ground. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise unto the harp unto our God, who covereth the heaven with clouds, who prepareth rain for the earth, who maketh grass to grow upon the mountains. He giveth to the beast his food, and to the young raven, which, ravens which cry. And uh, we see here that God created everything. And listen, even the snow that fell yesterday, I sat like many of you did. I sat and looked out the window at the wind blowing and the snow falling and, and the snow forming. And, 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 I, and I saw what God was doing and God had created. And, and not only did God create the heaven and the earth, He sends the seasons of rain and snow. And He, 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 he not only has created, He sustains and maintains this marvelous creation. Why do we praise God? We praise Him for His marvelous creation. How many of you here have ever gone on a trip to another area and you've seen the mighty hand, handiwork of God in the creation and you've stepped, stepped back and you've been amazed at what you've seen? Uh, maybe you've been out to the west and you've seen uh, the, the southwest, you've seen the Grand Canyon or you've come around the corner and you've seen sunsets and, and, and valleys and uh, maybe you've driven uh, uh, up the highway in a scenic route and seen the leaves change in the fall and you see those falling. You stop and you look at all of the animals that God created. Did you know that God has a sense of humor? Some of you need to look in the mirror if you don't believe that God has a sense of humor. Amen? No, I'm teasing. Um, uh, God has a sense of humor. You know how I know God has a sense of humor? He created the duck-billed platypus. 
You ever looked at a duck-billed platypus? You cannot help but smile when you look at the duck-billed platypus. And there's animals like that all over the creation. You look down and say, boy, that is a funny-looking animal that behaves in a funny way. And God made animals to give us a smile. And they give himself a smile. His creation is marvelous. Uh, Psalm chapter 69, uh, verse 34, the Bible says, Let the heaven and earth Praise Him. The seas and everything that moveth therein. Did you know that in their own language, undiscernible to our ears and undiscernible to our hearts, did you know that in their own language, creation... Planet Earth, creation, cries out the praises of God constantly, day and night. The creation is praising the Creator, and, and, and we can't hear them. We don't know it. But the Bible says in Psalm sixty-nine, thirty-four, that the seas and everything that move therein, everything in the heaven and earth, are praising the name of God. Psalm 102, verse 18, uh, says uh, this uh, shall be written for the generation to come, and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. Now, Psalm 102 was written some 3,000 years ago. Here we are 3,000 years later. The baton of praise has been handed down uh, crea- a creation after creation, generation after generation, and people are still praising the name of the Lord. Turn over to Psalm 139 and verse number 14. Psalm 139. And 39, and, and look at verse number 14. I'm going to uh, point out something today in the message that might really, really help you. Uh, might really, really help someone who's struggling today. Um, uh, 139 verse 14. I want you to turn over to this one because I want you to see it. The Bible says, the psalmist says here, I will praise thee. Let's read it together. You there? Here we go. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Did you know we're talking about the marvelous creation of God and why we should praise Him? Did you know that you are one of those marvelous creations? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Here's what I know about humanity. Here's what I know about us today. We are really good at identifying our own flaws. We stand in the mirror and we say, if my nose is just a little bit smaller, or if my, uh, if my uh, cheekbone didn't, uh, wasn't such a dominant feature of my face, or if I looked like this, or if I could change this about myself. And uh, listen, I find that uh, uh, people, no one seems to be happy with their appearance. Everyone seems to have a critique of their appearance. And uh, I don't have, it, well, wait, I have a couple things I critique about my appearance, amen? Um, uh, but uh, listen, I see that uh, uh, white people want to be darker, and darker people want to be lighter. You say, well, how do you know that? Uh, listen, uh, what do you think tanning beds are? Why are those everywhere? Because people, people, no, people aren't happy. Young people want to be older. Older people want to be younger. Um, uh, tall people want to be shorter. Shorter people want to be taller. I've seen skinny people complain that they're too skinny, and people who are on the large side complain about being too large. And uh, we complain and complain and complain. We, we nitpick ourselves to death, and we forget that you were made by God to look exactly the way you look. You are marvelous. You are His creation. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, Listen, it does not matter if you have a high IQ or not. You have a high EQ or not. God made you exactly the way you are. And it is a happy day when you praise God for the creation that He made you to be and you quit complaining about what you're not. 
We live in a day and time where self-esteem is made to be such a big deal. My self-esteem, my self-esteem. And I'm sorry, but self-esteem is not a biblical concept. Esteeming Christ and esteeming others is what we find in Philippians 2. You will not find anywhere in the Bible where self-esteem is a thing. In fact, we're to have humbleness of heart and lowliness of mind. And we're to esteem others better than ourselves. You know what the problem is, Christian, is that we're not to be worried about self-esteem. We're to be worried with self-worth. And you know what self-worth comes from is when I realize that the creator of the universe made me and loves me and values me just as I am. You all with me this morning? When I find my value in his acceptance, instead of the acceptance of those around me, I have no need of self-esteem. Because the creator uh, uh, created me and he values me and he loves me and he says I am marvelous. He says I am a wonderful work that he has put forth. But my friend, if you're here today and you're saved, you weren't just created by him once. You were created by him twice. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are come new. I love this thought that uh, God valued me and God valued you so much that he did not only form me in the womb of my mother. He didn't only choose my eye color or my hair color or my skin color. He didn't only choose my height and my personality. He didn't only dial up my DNA exactly the way it is as he did the other 7 billion people on planet earth. God looked down at me and he said, you know what? That young man is going to fall into sin. He's going to need a savior. I'm going to love him so much. I'm going to send Jesus to the cross to die uh, for him. And listen, I'm going to make him a creation twice. Boy, what a God who would not only create my body, but He would save my soul from sin. He would make me a new creation and He would, <coughs> he would give me a home in heaven. Yes. Listen, this morning we have much to praise God for. Hey, it's a happy day when you begin to value God's creation and you begin to praise Him because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Why is it that we praise God? What are the reasons for our praise? Well, we see His flawless character. We see His marvelous creation. Look with me quickly at letter C. Notice for His constant care. For His constant care. Psalm 63.3 says, Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Uh, What is the psalmist saying here? Uh, More important than even my life is the loving kindness poured down by God on top of me daily. Psalm 74, 21. Oh, let not the oppressed return ashamed. Let the poor and needy praise thy name. Psalm 106, 1 and 2 says, Praise ye the Lord, O give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can show forth all His praise? Notice there it says, His mercy endureth forever. Psalm 107 verse 8 says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for the wonderful works to the children of men. Psalm 107 15, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Psalm 107 21, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Psalm 107 verse 31, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for the wonderful works to the children of men. I get the idea that we're to praise the Lord for His goodness and for His 
wonderful works to the children of men. Five times in one chapter. Psalm 117 verse 2 says, For His merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Turn over to Psalm 142 and verse number 7 with me. Psalm 142 verse number 7. Listen, uh, if you can't think of a reason to praise the Lord this morning, then you're just not uh, very spiritual at all. We have the goodness of God, the loving kindness of God, the mercies of God, the tender kindness of God that are poured down on us each and every day. Thank you, my friend. Uh, the love of God. And I have Brother Jason uh, showing me the loving kindness of the Lord this morning. Amen. Thank God for this water. Uh, listen, we have much to be thankful for, and we have the constant care of God to look after us. I'm thankful that each and every day I can find ways to experience the love of God. How many of you here have ever throughout your day been having a tough day and you bowed your head and said, Lord, just show me your love today. Show me your love in an extra special way today. And lo and behold, God sends something your way to help show you that love. I was in my office a couple of weeks ago. My wife sends me a text of a picture. And it is a picture of a calendar, 2022 calendar. It's got llamas all over the front of it. And if you know my wife, you know she loves llamas. And uh, she's from Peru. Llamas are a big deal in Peru. And uh, it's, you know, it's one of these uh, uh, 14, 15-month calendars, and each, each, uh, each page has got a different picture of a llama. And I texted her back. I said, uh, who gave you that? And she texted back, and she said, God did. God did. And she's walking around a store, and lo and behold, there it was. And she said, God showed me his loving care and put this right in my path. How many of you here have some way where God can show you that He loves you. Little signs that you, you, you see along the way and you say, God put that in my path. And um, uh, I like to see, when I see pennies, don't tell, well, my wife's in here. I'm just going to get myself up here. My wife thinks it's gross when I pick things up off the ground and put it in my pocket, but I do it anyway. Amen. When I see pennies on the ground, I look down and I say, that penny is a sign that God loves me. Now listen, I, I take them, put, put them in a, a little uh, piggy bank on my, on my dresser there, and they don't usually uh, equate to much, but that is a sign that God is showing me that He loves me. Uh, you walk out on a rainy day, and you see a rainbow in the sky, and God is shining down His love on you. And uh, all of the little touches of God showing us that He loves us. Look at Psalm 142, verse 7. It says, Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise Thy name. The righteous shall compass me about... Uh, or encircle me, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. Some of you may have walked into church this morning and your soul is sick. Your soul hurts. And you feel as though your soul is in the prison of despair. And here the psalmist is saying, I know how to unlock the prison of sorrow. I know what the key is. It's the praise of God. I'm going to take the key of the praise of God. I'm going to stick it in my own prison cell door. I'm going to let my soul out of prison. I'm going to bless the name of the Lord. I'm going to praise the name of the Lord. I'm going to focus on His care, uh, His loving kindness that sh shines down on me. And I'm going to get around other people who are praising the Lord. And I'm going to let my soul be released from prison. Why do we praise God? Because of His flawless character. Because of His, because of his marvelous creation. Because of His constant care. Number one, the reasons we praise God. Number two, notice the righteous who praise God. The righteous who praise God. When someone is excited about something, they are very likely to open their heart and speak praises. Uh, 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 someone worded it this way. They said, the world rings with praise. Lovers praising their spouses, 
readers their favorite uh, poet, walkers praising the countryside, players praising their favorite game, praises of weather, wine, dishes, actors, motors, horses, colleges, countries, historical parsonages, children, flowers, mountains, rare stamps, rare beetles, even some politicians or scholars get praised. Except where intolerably adverse circumstances interfere, praise almost, listen to this phrase, praise almost seems to be an inner health made audible. An inner health made audible. When you are praising, that is a sign of an inner health going on in your soul. If you have an inner health uh, for God, you have a good inner health toward God, you cannot help but make audible the praises of the Lord on your lips. If you are passionate about God, you cannot but help but praise Him. Uh, Praising God flows from you if you are passionate about Him and you are in right standing with God. The righteous praise God because they know who He is and cannot but help themselves. Why? Because God is good in the most infinite kind of way. Now, uh, take your Bible over to Psalm chapter number 22 and uh, verse number 23, and we're going to look at a couple of verses here and notice uh, that those who fear God cannot help but praise God. Psalm 22, look at verse 23, the Bible says, Ye that fear the Lord, praise Him. All ye the seed of Jacob, glorify Him, and fear Him, all ye the seed of Israel. Notice who praises Him. It, are the, it, is, those, it is those who fear the Lord. Uh, turn over to Psalm 111 and verse number 10. Psalm 111 and verse number 10. To fear God is to reverence God. It is to have a deep reverence of God. Look at verse 10. The Bible says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do His commandments. His praise endureth forever. Who is it that uh, allows the praise of the Lord to endure forever? Those that fear the Lord. You see, as I fear God, I begin to grow in my wisdom. And as I grow in my wisdom, my understanding of His commandments expounds and grows. And as my understanding of who God is and His character and His commandments and why we have His commandments grow, then in essence, I begin to praise the Lord because I have such a deep reverence and love for God. Look at one twelve, Psalm 112, the first verse of the 112th Psalm. It says, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. When you learn to fall in love with the commandments of God, and you don't see them as drudgery, you don't see them as boundaries that limit you and hold you back. You, you see the, 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 the commandments of the Lord as a good thing. And then you begin to fear the Lord and you begin to reverence the Lord. Praise leaps from your lips. Praise leaps from your lips. We see the righteous who praise God. We see those that fear God praise Him. Notice the meek praise God. Um, uh, Psalm 22 verse 26 says this. It says, The meek shall eat and be satisfied... They shall praise the Lord that seek Him. Your heart shall live forever. It is the meek who seek the Lord. And, and, and those that seek Him early, what does the Bible tell us? 
Those that seek him early shall what? Shall find him. And you know what? When you find a good God who deeply loves you, and you dwell and bask in the presence of that good God, you cannot help but praise Him for who He is. I, I look at our world around us, and I, I made reference to this when I read that quote a few minutes ago, but I look at that, um, the world around us, and I see how much praise they offer to pop stars, Hollywood stars, and athletes. I was watching uh, football last Sunday with Matthew, and they did a, a panoramic shot of the crowd, one of these video pans of the crowd. And I can't remember which game it was I was watching. But some guy had his shirt off, and he, was, uh, he had body paint on from the waist up, and he had this goofy mask on, and he had some side, and he's screaming and shouting. And I said to Matthew, when they put the, uh, the, the screen on him, and I said, and they call us Christians fanatics. They call us Christians fanatics, right? Because we go to church and we say amen and we shout. And Listen, some of you here get a little uncomfortable when someone says amen or someone raises their hands in the air or someone gets a little excited. Listen, that's a normal part of praising God. The love of God ought to so touch you so deeply that no matter whether you're outgoing or, or you're shy, you're extroverted or you're introverted, the love of God ought to reach down into the core of who you are and get you so worked up that you cannot help but let it leap from your lips and jump from your heart the praise of God. Let, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The righteous who praise God. Listen, if you have a problem praising God today, it could be that you just have not been living in the presence of God. It could be that you and God are not on good terms because of sin that's in your heart. You will not praise God if God has become your enemy based on the way you live. But if you're making any attempt to dwell in the presence of God, if you're making any effort to fear God with your life, you're making any effort to meekly seek Him and spend time in His presence, then you cannot help but let His praises jump from your lips. I find it interesting, and, and I was uh, texting back and forth with my dad about my sermon this morning. And he, made, uh, he, he drew out this point. He said, it's amazing to me how that people have no problem pointing out the horridness and the atrocities of an Adolf Hitler or Joseph Stalin, and we, we point out uh, the horrible things that happen. He said, but to God, how uh, putrid it is for Christians to not praise Him. How, how awful it is for God to reach down and save our souls and pour His loving care all over us. But praise escapes our lips. For a Christian to omit from praise from his life, for a Christian to omit praise from his lips, for a Christian to not praise the Lord is one of the greatest sins of omission that a Christian could commit. We see the reasons we praise God. We see the righteous who praise God. Number three, we see the regularity of our praising God. The regularity of our praising God. Let me give you a, a, a couple of thoughts below that here. Notice letter A, how we praise. How we praise. Listen, we, in, in this point here, some of the, what we're going to cover uh, under uh, letter A, point number three, might be a little anti-Baptist. But amen, we're going to be biblicists and not worry about holding to some Baptist dogma this morning. If that makes some of you nervous, good. It's good that you get nervous at church sometime. Amen? Uh, how we praise. We are to praise our Lord with song. We are to praise our Lord with song. Turn over to Psalm chapter 27 and verse number 6. Psalm 27 and verse number 6.
The Bible says, And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. The Bible says, I will sing. Yea, I will sing praise, praises unto the Lord. Look at chapter 28, verse number 7. 28, verse 7. The Bible says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusteth in Him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth, look here, and will. And with my song will I praise Him. With my song will I praise Him. Flip over to 68 verse 4. 68 verse 4. Psalm 68 verse number 4. I'm not going to have you look at every verse that we're going to read under this point, but I want you to see several of them here. Look at 68 verse 4. You say, well, that's David voluntarily uh, offering singing unto the Lord. I haven't seen it commanded yet. Well, look at 68.4. Here's a direct command. Sing unto God. Sing praise to his name. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Jah, and rejoice before him. Uh, That is pretty clear. We're commanded to sing unto God. Some of you here say, well, pastor, you haven't heard me sing. If you did, you wouldn't want me to sing. Listen, uh, the psalmist worded it this way in Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. If you can't sing, then you just open up those vocal cords. And if noise comes across, then God hears it all the same and he's praised by it. Look at Psalm chapter uh, uh, 69 and verse 30. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Psalm 69 and verse number 30. The Bible says, I will praise the name of God with a song. With a song. And will magnify Him with thanksgiving. Psalm 104, 33 and 34 says, I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. My meditation of Him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. Some of you here know that in the form of a song. We've learned it here in church. If you know it, will you sing it with me? It goes like this. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. My meditation of Him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. I will sing as long as I live. Everybody together, here we go. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. My meditation of Him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. I will sing as long as I live. David said we are to praise our God through song. Through song. Now I, um, I don't. Uh, I'm not on the platform during most of the singing anymore. Uh, we used to have chairs up here where I'd sit up and 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 and, and I could see the congregation and watch them sing. Uh, but I guarantee you, if we could bring Pastor Andrew up and interview him, what we would hear is that he looks out and sees a lot of people who have a very sour look on their face during the song service. They just stand there. Right? Um, I, I just want to know this. When a secular worldly song is being blasted on your radio in your car, 
are you just as mummed then as you are in church? When uh, a top ten is playing, your favorite song that really gets you going, that has nothing to do with God, is playing, are you just as silent then? Some of you might be. But boy, I sure see that some people don't have a whole lot to sing when it comes about the Lord. But they have a whole lot to sing about when it comes to the world. What a sad, sad indictment of ourselves. We're to sing unto the Lord. We're, we're, we're to utter praise. It ought to come from the depths, the cavities of our heart. Listen, uh, it ought to be that you get in that shower of yours. You say, I don't have a good voice. Let it fly in the shower. Amen? Let the rest of your family laugh at you all they want. It's okay. Close every door around you. Turn the shower on. Get in there. And while you're scrubbing up, boy, you just praise the Lord with song. Praise the Lord while you're riding down the road in your car. Get some good Christian music and get that playing. And you say, well, I can't sing. Then roll the window up and let her fly. Amen? Sing away, sing away, and, and uh, it ought to be you pull up to a traffic light and the light's red and everyone else is grumbling about the light being uh, red and you're just singing away and everyone, and you, you, you hit the high note, you know, and you, you look over and you don't know if you quite got it and everyone around you is just staring at you, right? Because the window's up, no one can hear you and you're just praising the Lord. Hey, listen, don't, don't worry about it. You're not singing for them, you're singing for Him. You're not praising God for to be seen by others. You're praising God because you love Him and you want those praises to be lifted up. I, I know that at White Oak Baptist Church we have a particular culture about our worship. And I love our culture. Our culture isn't for everyone. And different churches worship and praise God in different ways. And um, uh, different countries and different cultures praise God and worship God in different ways. This week, I, as I prepared this office, I got so stirred up putting this message together that I took about a 30, 45 minute break and, and I opened up YouTube and I just looked at different cultures around the world praising God. And, and they don't all do it the way we do it. But you know what I see in their hearts is I see a genuine love for God. And I believe that God is in heaven looking down on all these different people groups from all over the world, offering up their praise in their own way. And God is glorified by all of it. If we could, let's stand together. And I want us to raise our voice and sing the song, How Great Thou Art, this morning. And and um, the words will be on the screen. We're going to do it a cappello. We don't need a pianist. Uh, listen, uh, I don't know uh, uh, whether or not we'll sing always orchestration in heaven or if there's going to be some a cappella. But listen, this morning, uh, we may not have the room as full as it would normally be on a Sunday morning. It's pretty close. But I want us to make it sound like the room is twice as full as it actually is. If you know a harmony part, boy, let it fly here. Ready? Here we go. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the world thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Sing it to the Lord now. And sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art. How great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, 
to thee. How great thou art! How great thou art! And when I think that God his Son not sparing sent him to die, I scarce can take it in that on the cross my burdens gladly bearing he bled and died to take away my sin. Sing out now. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. So pick up, pick up the speed now and sing it just like you'd sing it to the Lord. Here we go. When Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart. Slow it down a little. Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim my God how great Thou art. And then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. And then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Let's keep on singing this morning. One more song, a couple more songs here. Some of you, this one might be kind of new. We haven't sang it in a while. Lord, You are more precious than silver. If you know it, sing it out with me. Here we go. Lord, You are more precious than silver. Lord, You are more costly than gold. Lord, You are more beautiful than diamonds. And nothing I desire compares with you. Let's do that one again. Here we go. Lord, you are more precious than silver. Lord, you are more costly than gold. Lord, you are more beautiful than diamonds and nothing I desire compares with You. I love You, Lord. Sing it out. 
I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, O my soul, rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you Let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Stay standing with me. We're going to sing one more in just a moment. Revelation chapter 5, we find the church raptured in heaven, and they're standing before the throne of God. And the Bible says, And I beheld, John speaking here, And I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beast and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, that's us the church, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Listen, can you imagine being with all of the church-age saints? from all of the entire church age, the millions of them gathered there before the throne of God and were standing in a sea of people singing and praising the Lord with Him standing in our very presence. Oh, what a day that's going to be. Let's sing, Thou art worthy, O Lord. Here we go, ready? Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, glory and honor, glory and honor and power. Sing it from your heart now. For Thou hast created Hast all things created, Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are created, Thou art worthy, O Lord. All God's people said... Amen. You may be seated. The regularity of our praise. Uh, How do we praise? We praise the Lord through song. Listen, whether God's given you a great voice or not, open up those vocal cords and you sing and you praise the Lord. Uh, We praise Him through song. Listen, we praise Him through instrumentation and dance. Instrumentation and dance. Turn over to Psalm 50. Uh, rather, 150. Psalm 150. And look back at verse number 3. Psalm 150. And look at verse number 3, where we began this morning. The Bible says, Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him... Oh boy, Baptist, get ready to buckle up your seatbelts here. This is from the Bible. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. There it is. Right in the Bible. I thought dancing was a sin. Well, not in the Bible. Not in some cases. Praise Him with timbrel and dance. Praise Him with string instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him with the high-sounding cymbals. Listen, God wants us to use instruments 
to praise the Lord. I, I have a, a vision and a dream one day that we'll have a uh, 50 to 100 voice choir and we'll have a 50 piece orchestra up here playing with the choir and playing as we sing and, and, and going. Listen, some of you in here, if you've got an old instrument that you played in high school and uh, maybe you played the flute or you played the saxophone or uh, this saxophone allowed in the Baptist church, amen, absolutely, bring it on. Uh, listen, uh, whatever instrument you learned to play uh, growing up, dust those things off, start to get them ready. I think that those instruments can be used to come together to bring an orchestra to play and praise the Lord. Bring praise to the Lord. I have sat in some large churches that had orchestras and used those orchestras with to enhance the music. And boy, I'm going to tell you what, I have had my heart stirred down to a level, a soul level where I felt like I was going to come out of myself. I was just so filled with praise to the Lord. Uh, listen, Psalm 33 verse 2 says, Praise the Lord with harp. Sing unto Him with a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Psalm 144 verse 9, I will sing a new song unto thee, O God, upon a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. I will sing praise unto thee. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Psalm 147 7. Sing praise unto the harp unto our God. Psalm 149 3. Let them praise His name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto Him with the timbrel and heart. Let me just pause here and say that um, I am a Baptist. I was Baptist born, as the old phrase goes. I've been Baptist bred, and when I die, I'll be Baptist dead. Amen? I'm not planning on ever changing. I'll be a Baptist my whole life. I don't ever plan on taking Baptist off the sign of the church outside. Uh, but, but can I just tell you uh, that um, sometimes us Baptists, we're a little cold. We're a little stoic. Right? Um, now, not all Baptists. Some of you ever seen a missionary Baptist church? Those people, and I'm not saying this with sar any sarcasm in my voice, those people know how to praise the Lord. All right? Uh, they, there's a lot of emotion in their services. And how many of you here have ever been to a Baptist church in the Southeast? Anybody ever been to a Baptist church in the Southeast? Listen, a service like this in the Southeast, they'd be swinging from the chandeliers right now. They'd have taken their jacket off and be swinging it over their head and running around. You say, well, that's wacko. Not any more wacko than what's going to be going on in the football uh, stadiums today. Amen? Uh, uh, no, no more wacko than that. And so let's be careful how we identify wacko. Uh, listen, sometimes I think we're just a little too stoic. Someone in front of you raises hands during a song while, they're, while we're singing. Don't you look down on them. They still haven't even gotten to dancing yet, my friend. They're just raising their hand. Hey, it wouldn't hurt you every now and then to raise a hand while you're singing either. It wouldn't hurt you a little bit to loosen up a little bit. You say, oh, Pastor Lejeune trying to bring the charismatic movement into our church. I am not trying to bring the charismatic movement to our church. But some of you sure could find some charisma. Amen? Amen. Some of you sure could loosen up a little bit. Amen? I'd be okay with every now and then someone gets excited while we're singing and they just decide they're going to come to kneel down at the altar and, 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 and praise the Lord a little bit. I'd be all right if every now and then you just uh, you, know, you just loosen up a little bit and, and, and learn how to say amen in church and learn how to shout a little bit while you're singing and learn to let a tear trickle down your cheek a little bit as you think about the goodness of God. And you praise God not only through song, you praise Him through instrumentation and dance. Uh, we praise Him in a, uh, through song. We praise Him through instrumentation and dance. We praise Him in our speech. Psalm chapter 35, verse 28 says, And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. The word hallelujah is a Hebrew word that means praise God. Yes. Praise God. 
uh, uh, ever heard someone say, praise God? You know what they're telling you to do? They're giving you a command to praise God. Did you know saying praise God does not praise God? Praise the Lord. Okay, let's stop and praise the Lord. Praise God. All right, let's stop and praise God. Brother Russo, praise God for me here for a moment. Amen. Uh, how are you going to praise the Lord? I'm going to challenge him here for a minute here. Amen. He's worthy, isn't he? And, and by telling God he's worthy. Uh, listen, take a few minutes through your speech and tell God why he's praiseworthy. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's strong. He's powerful. He's the great and mighty. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's ever-present. Uh, uh, he is the burden-bearer. He is the Prince of Peace. Someone here tell me a reason why God... Raise your hand here. Tell me a reason why God is praiseworthy. Sochi. He's beautiful. Someone else. He's faithful. Amen. Give me another reason why we, how we praise God through our speech this morning. He's holy. Jason. Safety is of the Lord. Safety is of the Lord. Josh. He's all-knowing. His loving kindness is better than life. Hey, listen, the Bible. We'll get one more here. Sue. He's omnipresent. The list could go on and on forever. We're real good at listing off our complaints. We're real good at listing off our problems. We're real good at telling everyone why everything is wrong in our life. But the cat seems to have got our tongue when it comes time to praising God. Oh, may we be people where praise exudes from our pores. Praise leaps off our lips. Uh, to praise God is as natural as breathing air. Letter A, we see how we praise. Letter B, we see where we praise. Where we praise. Uh, we, we are to praise God in private. Uh, no doubt, David did a lot of private praising while he, uh, uh, while he was alone watching the sheep in the field all by himself. You say, Pastor, point me to a verse that says we're to praise God in private. And I would point you to much of the book of Psalm where David sat in the field looking over sheep all by himself. And he's looking up at the stars in the skies. He's looking out across creation and he's praising God in his time of, of, of private worship. You can sing and praise God in the shower. You can sing and praise God in your car. You can sing and praise God with your family. You can sing and praise God in private. You can sing and praise God everywhere you go. Notice, we not only praise God in private, we're to praise God in public. Praise God in public. Um, uh, Psalm 22, verse 5. Turn over there with me. Psalm 22 and verse number 25, rather. We're to praise God among other believers. Psalm 22, 25. Once you found it, uh, read along here with me. All right? Here we go. Ready? My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pray, pay my vows before them that fear him. Hey, you know what you're doing when you praise God at church? You are paying your praise vows to the Lord at church. Now, I think it's good to take a, a, just a little bit of a break from this thought of praise and qualify it. There's a lot of churches that are filled with shallow praise. Shallow praise comes from shallow believers. Now watch this. If you live like the world and the devil, Monday to Saturday, and show up to church as a carnal person on Sunday for your little emotional hype of praising God, and then go right back into the world living the way you were before, my friend, that is putrid to the Lord. 
We need to come to church ready for praise. We need to prepare our hearts to praise the Lord. It's so important you get on your knees and you confess your sins. It's so important that this praise not just be some ancillary emotional experience that you come to church and enjoy and then you go home and you feel real spiritual, but deep down inside you're not. You're not. And uh, we have a country today filled with churches all across the land. They're going to go to church and people are going to stand in church and they're going to wave their hands and they're going to hop up and down. They're going to be slain in the Spirit. They're going to run around and have a good time. But then they're going to go right back out into a world and they're going to continue to live just like the world. And my friend, you come to church ready to praise God from a point of personal holiness. It ought to be that you don't just worship for some emotional experience. You worship, the emotional experience is a byproduct of a holy heart. Many people, the emotional experience is their holy heart. And my friend, that is shallow Christian living. The Bible says here that those that praise God in a great congregation, they're paying their vows before them that fear Him. Psalm 84 and verse number 4 says this. And by the way, go ahead and turn over to Psalm 107. 107. I'm going to read for you a different Psalm. 107, verse 32. I'll join you there in a moment. Make your way over there. While you're turning there, Psalm 84, 4 says, Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee, Selah. Psalm 107. Look at verse number 32. Let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of of the elders. Psalm 111. Turn over to Psalm 111 and look at verse number 1. Psalm 111 and verse number 1. It says, Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. Where is the psalmist praising the Lord? In the assembly, in the congregation, amongst the elders of the church, of the congregation of the people. Uh, here would have been the elders of the tabernacle, but in our, in our time, the elders of the church. Look at Psalm 149 and verse number 1. Right where we began this morning, one chapter off, 149, and look at verse number 1. The Bible says, Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise in the congregation of saints. All right. Honest, time for honest admissions, all right? Honest admissions with Pastor Lejeune. Um, how many of you here have done the live stream thing at home, and during the song service, if we're honest, what are we tempted to do? We just sit there, right? And we don't really sing along. How many of you at least know the temptation to just sit there and not sing along? All right. Some of you don't sing in church, so there is no temptation. You don't sing in church, so you're definitely not going to sing at home, right? Um, it's not the same tuning into the live stream. You cannot worship the Lord among the congregation sitting at home. Amen? You need to get back to church. And I just want to ask a question. I have given this a whole lot of thought. And I know this is pointed. Okay? Uh, and I'm not trying to be mean. At some point, we have to obey the Lord and trust Him to protect us. Amen. Going to church is a command in Scripture. Amen. It is a command in Scripture. And we cannot hang out at church forever over a virus of which we have no control. We cannot do that. 
at some point when we don't go back to church, we are being disobedient to God. And we're saying to God, I'm trusting, my, I'm trusting myself to protect my health, and I'm not going to trust you to protect my health. We have to get back to church. We have to get back to church. We cannot let a virus that's been in the world for two years continue to keep us out of church. We have to get back to church. And I don't say that with any animus in my voice. I don't say that with any meanness. I say that to give a little bit of a nudge for those who are still sitting on the peripheral that watch every week and are faithful to watch every week and love the Lord and love our church to help nudge them back toward being in church. We cannot wait forever. At some point, uh, you're missing out on a lot of spiritual things by not being in church. Listen, I've done live stream church at home when I was sick, and i got to tell you, I got stuff out of it, and I was, I'm thankful it's there, and it's there for those that need it. But listen, it's just not the same as being in the congregation and being with the saints in the assembly. And listen, it's time that we worship the Lord, we praise the Lord among the brethren, among the brethren. Uh, we're commanded to praise the Lord among the brethren. We're commanded to praise the Lord uh, to the nations. Psalm 57 verse 9 says, I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto thee among the nations. Psalm 108 3, I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people, and I will sing praise unto, the, uh, unto these among the nations. It ought to be every country in the world knows that the good old U.S. of A. is a country that raises up their praise to God on a regular basis. We've seen how we praise. We've seen where we praise. Let her see notice when we praise. When we praise. Turn over to Psalm 34 and look at verse number 1. Psalm 34 and verse number 1. We're going to move quickly through Scripture. If you can't keep up um, at some point, you may just want to uh, hold your place in your Bible and just listen. But for those of you that are uh, quick with your fingers, here we go. Get ready. We're going to fly. Psalm 34 verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times, at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Chapter 52 and verse 9. Psalm 52 and verse 9. Get there, get there. Psalm 52, 9. I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it, and I will uh, wait on thy name, for it is good before thy saints. He said, I will praise thee forever, forever. Look at Psalm 75 and verse 9. Psalm 75 and verse 9, quickly, Psalm 75, 9, he says, But I will declare forever, forever, I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. How about Psalm 86, verse 12? Psalm 86, verse 12, I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart. Look here, I will glorify thy name forevermore, forevermore. This is going to be something that begins and is continued and never, ever stops. Look at Psalm 113 and verse 3. Psalm 113 and verse 3. The Bible says, From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. While the sun is up, the entire time the sun is up, praise will be leaping from my lips. I will praise the Lord and praise the Lord and praise the Lord. Psalm 119. Psalm 119 verse 164. Uh, go to 120 and look back just a handful of verses. Psalm 119, 164. I love this. I love, 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 love this verse. If you don't have this verse underlined in your Bible, Please do underline it if you so do. 164, seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. Seven, can that be said about me and you? That seven times a day we stop and we say something praiseworthy in the direction of God. Lord, you're awesome. 
Uh, Lord, I'm dumbfounded at your goodness. Lord, thank you for your righteous judgments. Thank you for correcting me. Hey, i got to stop, and I've just got to sing to the Lord for a few minutes. You all ignore me for a few minutes while I lift up my voice and praise the Lord. Seven times a day, he said in 164. Look at 146 and verse number 2. Psalm 146 and verse 2. While I live, will will I praise the Lord. While I live, will I praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have my being. He said, as long as I am alive, to be alive is to praise the Lord, and to, be, uh, and to praise the Lord is to be alive. When are we to praise the Lord? <laughs> Always. Always. When are we not to praise God? Never. Never. Um, uh, uh, we are to praise God through the good times and the bad. We are to praise God when things go our way and when they don't. We are to praise God when we get a raise and we are to praise God when we get fired. We are to praise God when we have a good bill of health and we are to praise God in chronic illness. We are to praise God today, tomorrow, and forevermore. Psalm 150 verse 6 says this, Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. How many of you are breathing air this morning? Raise your hand if you are breathing air. Alright. How many didn't understand the question? Okay? If you're breathing air, you're to be praising the Lord. In fact, Psalm 115, verse 17 says this The dead praise not the Lord. The dead praise not the Lord. So, unless you're dead, you should be praising God. Amen? To be alive is to praise God. Number one, the reason we, reasons we praise God. Number two, the righteous who praise God. Number three, the regularity of our praising God. And quickly, number four, notice the results of our praising God. What are the results? Why should we do it? What do we get out of it? Let me give you quickly an A, B, C, and a D with very little comment. Notice letter A. It encourages our spirit. It encourages our spirit. Psalm 43, verse 5. Just listen up while I read this verse. Listen closely. The psalmist said, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise Him, who is the, listen to this phrase, health of my countenance and my God. The health of my countenance. You know, the Bible speaks about health to your soul. Health to your spirit. Um, listen, uh, if you're going to wait till you're in a good mood to praise God, then you're not going to praise Him forevermore. And you're not going to praise Him through good times and bad. Praising God is a choice of character. Do you know there have been times where I've been having a bad day and I've had to go alone and get off by myself and force myself to sing How Great Thou Art? Force myself to sing Great Is Thy Faithfulness? Force myself to sing, Lord, you are more precious than silver. There have been times where I've had to uh, uh, intentionally praise God when my heart wasn't feeling it and my heart wasn't there. My soul was disquieted within me, as the psalmist said. I was cast down. And you know what I did? I got busy praising God and it encouraged my spirit. What are the results of praising God? If you're already in a good mood, it'll make you be in a better mood. Some of you today walked in this morning and you are not in the best of mood. You're grouchy because your back hurts from shoveling snow. And you're grouchy because it was a tough ride in. Maybe you're grouchy because you fought with a family member on the way in this morning. Or you just had a long week at work. Or you got drama swirling in your life from somewhere else. And you walked in with the weight of the world on your shoulders. And Pastor Lejeune has preached on praising God. And all of a sudden, you feel a little bit better this morning, don't you? Why? Because praising God encourages our spirit. Let her be. It edifies the Savior. 
It edifies the Savior. Psalm chapter 50, verse 23 says, Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. And to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. We began the sermon this morning by talking about how God is worthy of our praise. He deserves it. He's earned the right to it. And as we praise God, it edifies, it lifts up, it magnifies the Savior. I think of Psalm 37, 4, O magnify the Lord with me. O magnify the Lord with me. You know what I want to do? I want to take the magnifying glass off of me because when you put me under a magnifying glass, you see hypocrisies and double standards and sin and problems. And I want to put the magnifying up to God and I want to look at His flawless character, His marvelous uh, creation, and His constant care. And I want to edify the Lord. I want to lift Him up. I want to glorify Him. I want to point sinners to Him. I want to say, He is worthy of your fellowship. He is worthy of your praise. He is worthy of your loyalty. He is worthy of your obedience. Follow the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. It encourages our spirit. It edifies the Savior. Let her see. It enriches our strength. It enriches our strength. Psalm 56 verse 4 says, In God I will praise His Word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. You know what happens when I begin to praise the Lord? You know what happens when I begin to edify the Lord and, and I begin to encourage my own spirit by praising the Lord is that all of a sudden I become less afraid of man, mankind and what they can do to me. I'm not focused on you know, I'm not focused on the imposing presence of Andrew McGuire and how he could pound me in the ground if he so desired. Amen? I'm not afraid of him. Right? I have God on my side. Not that he would ever do that. I'll hold his paycheck over his head. Amen? Um, um, and besides, uh, I know Erlon, and I think Erlon could probably take uh, Pastor Andrew. What do you think? You think so? Um, uh, no, but uh, I'm not going to be afraid what anybody can do to me because I know the Lord and I'm busy praising the Lord and I am on Team Jesus and I have no need to be afraid of flesh. It enriches our strength and it, it stabilizes us mentally, emotionally, spiritually. It is the, one of the healthiest things you could do not only for your soul but also for your spirit. It enriches our strength. Letter D, notice, it enhances our salvation. Turn over to Psalm 118 and verse 21, and we finish the message here this morning. It enhances our salvation. Psalm 118, verse 21. Let's read it together when you get there. Ready? Here we go. I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. You ever met someone who you knew was saved, or at least confessed to be saved, you believed to be saved, but you just kind of kept them at arm's length, because you felt like every time you got around them, they were, you know, really negative, and difficult, and complaining, they had a, either an angry spirit or a discontent spirit or a complaining spirit. You got around them and you just said, I don't really like being around brother or sister so-and-so. You ever been around someone like that? Some of you are that person, okay? You say, am I that person? Go home and ask someone who loves you deeply to be honest with you. And don't get your feelings hurt if they tell you the truth. I'm serious. 
You know what happens is that you've lost the joy of your salvation. Oh, you're saved, but because you haven't been busy praising the Lord, you're miserable. And you know, when you get busy praising God, it takes the truth of your salvation and it sweetens it and sweetens it and sweetens it and sweetens it. And boy, every time you think about the fact that Jesus Christ saved your soul from a literal burning hell and He put you in a place, put your, your feet on a path to a place called heaven where there are mansions and a street of gold and, 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 and worship and praise of God on a constant basis, boy, it just makes your salvation that much more sweet. It enhances your salvation. Some of you here have been saved for a long time, but salvation doesn't quite mean to you what it used to. The tears don't quite trickle down your cheeks when you think about the love of God the way they used to. And uh, you just uh, shrug your shoulders at the hymns because you know them all. And you've sang them all a hundred times. And uh, church is monotonous and on some level even a little bit boring compared to the way it was when you first got saved. My friend, you need to get busy praising the Lord. Because as you get busy living a life of praise, what you'll find is that your salvation will be enhanced. Your salvation will begin to mean so much more to you all over again. Do you live a life of praise? Do you find yourself singing to the Lord when you're all by yourself? Do you find it natural and easy to open up your lips and tell God how wonderful He is on a regular basis? Or have you gotten away from that? My friend, you cannot have a heart for God without having a heart that praises God. Now watch this, and I finish the message. If you're not praising God, that is a symptom of the fact that God does not have your heart. If you'll give God your heart, no one's going to have to tell you to praise. Because to be in love with God is to praise God. If you're out of love with God, then praising God is forced and difficult and hard. Can we all be honest with ourselves this morning? Can we all look in our own heart and answer this question? Is praising God natural for me or difficult? And if the answer is difficult, then my friend, you need to get your heart in line with God's heart. Your heart needs to fall in love with His heart. Because once it does, praising God will be the natural outflow of said relationship. Let's have our heads bowed and eyes closed this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Over 250 times... We're commanded to praise the Lord. Over 250 times, God commands us to praise Him. Are we doing it? Are we doing it or have we fallen out of love with God? When was the last time you sang a song and you felt something deep inside? Whether or not tears trickled down your face, you got misty-eyed or no tears at all, but you felt something inside because of the love of God you had was so deep and rich and true. How many here today would say, Pastor Lejeune, I need to give my heart to the Lord so praise will come more natural. Here's my hand. Would you pray for me? I need to give my heart to the Lord so praise will come more natural. My heart is not quite where it ought to be. Pray for me. I'm focused on myself and my problems and not focused enough on the Lord. How many here today would say, Pastor Lejeune, pray for me that I'll be doing more praising the Lord. I'll make it a bigger part of my life. Here's my hand. Pray for me. I'll make praising God a bigger part of my life. Let's stand to our feet with our heads bowed and eyes closed. Lord, help us this morning to be people of praise. May you look down and smile 
at hearts of holiness that desire to praise you. God, help us to be people of the book. Help us to be people that obey the most repeated command in the Bible. May we be people that praise you. In Jesus' name.